Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's four o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Trace Tinkle is an L.A. Laker. And the state double-A football championship game is just hours away. Hi, how are you? It is Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, across the great state on SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with all of you in the 406 on this very, very fine Friday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for letting us roll you into your weekend. We appreciate that very much. If you would like to be a part of the show, we would love to have you as a part of the show. Here's the phone number. 361-3688, area code. You got any guesses? 406, right. Hey, congratulations. Nailed it. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. You can also text that phone number as well. So uh, you want to interact with us, get back at us, you can certainly do it there on the phone line. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. If you would like to uh, listen live, you can check in on the stream anytime you would like, anywhere that you are. 
1029ESPN.com. You see what's going on on the station 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Obviously, you can listen to this show when it's live as well through the stream, which is there thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. In the show today, jam-packed, we have uh, a number of things to get to. First of all, breaking news. Trey Stinkle has signed an Exhibit 10 deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll get into that for just a couple of minutes. We also have our latest installment of Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions, Eric Simonson. An offensive lineman from Plentywood, Montana, came in uh, as a uh, a tall, athletic, but very undersized from a weight-strength standpoint freshman and uh, grew to become an All-American. He was a senior on that 95 team. We will hear a portion of his episode, which is up right now. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get the Grizz Greats podcast. We're very happy about uh, this series and uh, a great story, great stories from uh, one of the all-time great offensive linemen, uh, a guard on that football team, and, and a, a tremendous story. I mean, this is a guy got married, had his son like three days before the Boise State game of that season. I mean, what a, what a year that was, 1995, in the life of Eric Simonson and his family. So uh, we will hear from him. We, of course, on a Friday are going to have the chick who doesn't know sports joining us. We'll get you something out there to the Iron Grizz. We also have Cindy Weir from Colstrip. She is our student of the week. Great kid to talk to. We had a lot of fun chatting with her, so we will bring that to you. Top of the hour, our Garden City Spotlight with Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. Sentinel playing Billings West tonight. Class AA state championship football game. The first time since 1994 that a Missoula team has been represented in the uh, state AA championship game. So we'll talk with the head coach of the undefeated Spartans leading up to uh, this game. We also will talk to Colton Nuanas, who is not in studio. He is in Billings. And so he is uh, at the game or uh, going to be at the game, I guess, as it's still about three hours away from kickoff there. And uh, we will uh, talk to him about the sights and sounds and everything that is uh, Dallas Stadium in Billings and the site of the Class AA State Championship. So we'll get to that. And also, maybe what's going on over the weekend on ESPN Radio. So there you go. That is the show outlook. That's what we got for you today. Now, what we do each and every Friday around here, we take a moment to make sure that we got our heads right. How do we do that? Well, we do it with coffee. That's how we do it. That's how we do it. It is our Florence Coffee Company coffee break on a Friday headed into Thanksgiving weekend. Great Black Friday sales, by the way, over there at Florence Coffee. Just drive up in the kiosk, ask them what they got going on. But they have uh, unbelievable uh, 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 holiday gifts, maybe stocking stuffers, whatever you need over there at Florence Coffee, not to mention all the best, best coffee around, Okay. Big night tonight, state championships across the state. Got a weekend full of football. Got third turkey day coming around the corner. So, you know, have a little uh, have a little caffeine, have a little coffee, maybe a little tea, whatever you're into. I don't mind if I do myself. Thank you very much. Mm. Our thanks to the Florence Coffee Company for supplying the Florence Coffee Company coffee break each and every Friday. That is a good way to get your weekend started. I encourage you all to do as I have done and go to a Florence Coffee key, Company kiosk and uh, have yourself something good, something tasty, some some kind of treat going into the weekend. Um, it is, uh, let's get into this, okay? This was breaking news just minutes ago. Jeff Goodman, uh, who is all things college basketball, right, uh, is uh, reporting, has tweeted that Trace Tinkle, 
Uh, Oregon State, obviously standout from Missoula. Hellgate has signed a 10, an Exhibit 10 contract with the Los Angeles Lakers. An Exhibit 10 deal is basically an invite to training camp that guarantees a player $50,000 if he is waived and a spot on the G League affiliate of that club. So this is a very cool contract to get, you know, for an undrafted guy like Trace was two days ago, obviously Wednesday, was the uh, 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 draft. So we're just under 48 hours removed from that. And Trace Tinkle uh, is now on a team, has a guaranteed, sounds like guaranteed G League spot and some guaranteed cash in his pocket as well. And now you assume, you know, $50,000 if you're waived, Obviously, it's better than that significantly if you're not. So, but, but to have the opportunity, right, to get into a camp, to go to a place, and, I mean, not just a place, it's the Los Angeles Lakers. You kidding me? LeBron, AD, and Trace Tickle. Now, that's the threesome you're talking about right there, right out of Missoula, Montana. Tickle, Davis, and James. Okay. Lock and load for the 2020-2021 season right here. <laughs> I'm into it. But congratulations. I know it's a... a, a a big moment, right? Of course, in 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 uh, in his life, and obviously the Tinkle family uh, and all that they have uh, sort of been and represented in the city of Missoula, in the state of Montana. Now, obviously in Corvallis, but you know with the roots that they have uh, here, generational roots uh, through Western Montana. Congratulations uh, to Trace, uh, to Wayne as well, who's obviously instrumental in this as not just the father but the coach uh, through his whole college career. And uh, and and what an opportunity this is. I mean. That's got to be it's got to be a little surreal to some extent, right? To think all of a sudden go, okay, yeah. How about a, how about that? How about a Los Angeles Laker? Add that to the resume. Outstanding. So congratulations to Trey Stinkle. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it is to tell Nuanas. It is one two nine ESPN Radio, and it is time to get into some Grizz greats. The nineteen ninety five. National Champions podcast series commemorating the 25th anniversary, the silver anniversary of the first ever national championship in football for the Montana Grizzlies. Guess what? In 1993, when the Grizz football team was preparing to host its very first playoff game, the former head man, the president of First Security Bank was Bill Boucher, whose son played on that team eventually in 1995, by the way. And he, along with a group of other local business owners, guaranteed the bid for UM Athletics to host that game in, the, in 1993. And that commitment from First Security Bank to UM Athletics has never wavered. Because two years later, guess what? 1995, the Grizzlies turned that local optimism into national promise, prominence when Montana won their very first Division I AA national championship. And 25 years later today, First Security Bank is proud to sponsor Grizz Greats. They have always been huge supporters of the Montana Grizzlies, continue to be that. First Security Bank, a proud supporter of Grizzly Athletics and the University of Montana. This episode of Grizz Grace features Eric Simonson. Eric Simonson, he's a rancher. That's what he does. He's from Plentywood, Montana. He lives in Plentywood, Montana again. Went to the University of Montana for his collegiate career to play football, returned to ranch up there on the very high line, north of the high line, nearly on the Canadian line there in Plentywood. And to hear his stories and his delivery, I mean, he's just, you know, one of the good ones, right? The salt of the earth, as they say. But also a guy with great athleticism, a nice frame, but very undersized. He's a basketball player in high school, goes to the University of Montana in 1991, 
and eats his way and lifts his way and works his way into being a first-team All-American guard. How about that? Unbelievable story. Great player. And it isn't just that. He has his first child, a son, his senior year. His wife gets married there in senior year and then wins a national championship to boot. What a run. What a story. And uh, delivered during the harvest up there uh, on the high line a couple weeks ago that we got, were able to catch up with Eric Simonson. So enjoy this excerpt from the uh, full episode of Grizz Grace, which is up right now, by the way, the full episode up right now. You can go check it out. But here is a portion of our conversation with Grizz great Eric Simonson. Eric, let's bring you back to the University of Montana and you enroll at, at the university. And as you said, you know, you played every sport and every position that there was possible for you to play, but maybe hadn't really dialed into, you know, being just an offensive lineman and working on the craft of that and the skill of that. As you developed at the University of Montana and developed into an All-American level player, what, how, how did that happen? How did that progress happen, uh, not just so quickly, but so well to, to achieve the heights that you did, obviously as a team in 95, but also individually? It was, it was a transformation uh, and, a long, and a long process um, of it. it. The template had been set before I, before I arrived, and at, I, I believe it was Coach Reed and, the, and, and his staff that had, had really taken kind of um, with the offensive style that they were pursuing, they needed athletes on the offensive line, and they needed um, um, guys with good footwork, not, not your traditional – um, you know, offensive linemen who, you know, could run the ball and pass block. They wanted, they wanted offensive line. It, and I, I shouldn't put words in their mouths, but from my perspective, it seemed to me that they were looking for good athletes and turning them into offensive linemen. And they did it very successfully in quite a few cases. I think about some of the players that were before me in, in uh, I mean, obviously Kirk Scrafford, uh, Chad Germer, I mean, even Scott Gregg. He wasn't really, uh, there's a reason that he came to the University of Montana and didn't go to a, a major program because he wasn't truly a, a bludgeoning, you know, offensive lineman. Um, he, he was a bit of a bit of a project when he came to, he was one of my great friends. Uh, he played on the right side and he's kind of the epitome of what they were doing, you know, in turning, taking guys with great feet, you know, typically basketball player type players, um, with great feet, big frames, and then asking them to convert themselves into these, um, in, in the tackle frame, uh, especially in that, that world. So That process, I mean, because when you come from a small town, or, or regardless of where you come from, when you're coming to uh, the University of Montana, the Big Sky Conference, chances are, as an offensive lineman, you're going to have some work to do either physically or skill-wise or both. And so when you first came to the University of Montana and you realized, okay, I'm going to be playing offensive tackle and I need to start putting on the pounds, I need to start putting on the strength, what was that process like to prepare yourself for that both physically and mentally because it seems like it's such a tall task? Oh, it was absolutely one of the biggest challenges that I, that I faced was the physical transformation. I was – my senior year of high school football, I, I was barely over 200, you know, maybe 220 pounds, what they listed me at. And I was probably with my shoulder pads on. And then, um, you know, if I was going to play basketball, which I had played basketball all the way up to my senior year until I decided to, that, that I really needed to focus on the football. I was traveling around, uh, walking around at about 195. 
as a senior, you know, and, and until I really committed myself to, to starting to build my body and, and put on the, 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 the girth that I was going to need to be successful. And then even at that, um, walking into the, into the university of Montana and seeing the, the people that were ahead of me, you know, the, the Jason closes and the, the Damon Galbraiths and some of those guys. And then the Scott Greggs, I mean, these are, these are monuments of, of men, just humongous individuals. And, and it, it truly was a daunting, uh, physical, physical task to be able to take on. And, um, one, uh, one that, uh, really continued for my entire career while I was there. Uh, that was a true challenge. Eric, when you got to the university of Montana, we understand that your roommate was some guy named Dave. Do we have that right? Yeah. Well, not when I first got there. Um, we, uh, we, uh, we traveled the same, you know, same lines, obviously with, uh, with being, being in football. And then we both were, um, residents of Craig hall, uh, our freshman year. And then as we, as we were moving up, we had become, we had become really close friends. And, uh, so we, we ended up being roommates, uh, throughout the entirety of, uh, pretty much the entirety of our college experience. And, uh, it was, it was a, it was a great experience for me, uh, to have him as, uh, as, uh, you know, my, my, uh, partner to travel through that, uh, through that experience. And, and, uh, I can't think of a better guy that, uh, I would have wanted to do that with. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times, you know, the offensive lineman is always thought of as this unit, both on and off the field, and they're always hitting the buffet table together and doing the the big guy thing, you know, all, all, all the time. But obviously, you get you know, you're protecting the quarterback in that. What was it about Dave and you that clicked when you got there that you became such good friends and 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 made a a, a run together through the University of Montana that was football, that was off the field, that was everything, you know, where you you guys connected in that way. Well, I think uh, part of part of Dave, you know, part of Dave and his success is his um, just broad-based talents or interests, and and it really kind of um, co-aligned with what way that I had been raised and growing up, and so we had a lot of commonality. Uh, we enjoyed we enjoyed the multitude of different sports. I mean, we played golf together. We'd we'd go play handball, you know, and and. Uh, and we would spend, uh, you know, a lot of time just playing various, various competitive, you know, things like cards and, and bowling and, and things like that. So there was a lot of, uh, just a lot of commonality between us and our, our, and in large part, our upbringing, surprisingly, and the way that we were, uh, the way that we were raised. So we just kind of clicked and, uh, and formed a, formed a good friendship. And, but in large part, the the entire team and the and the community surrounding it were made up of of just a tremendous amount of quality individuals and and uh, when I think back on the experience, you know, in hindsight from 25 years later, I just think of uh, the value that was developed in the brotherhood of uh, of the entire community and the and the team and how there was very little strife or division amongst us. And I think that that really led in large part to the success that we had. 
You know, one of the things about Dave Dickinson that everybody will tell you is just that competitive, you know, edge that he's got always. And regardless of the thing, and it sounds like that was something that brought you guys together is all the different games, the sports, the cards, whatever it might be. What, what do you remember about that, that side of Dave Dickinson when you're just, you know, playing cribbage or going to the bowling alley or whatever it is and trying to uh, trying to go heads up with him? Well, the thing, the thing about Dave is he hates losing, first of all. And I, it doesn't matter if it's if it's playing smear or bowling or tiddlywinks. He's going to find <laughs> some way to win, and if he doesn't, he's going to be angry about it. <laughs> some of the some of the things I mean, and that that's kind of where you know a lot of people talk about the magic, the magic that he had, and and uh, the guy I tell you, he was just an incredible, an incredible anomaly where he could he could literally pick up anything and be competitive with it and you know just find a way to do that uh one of the stories that i remember from back when we were we were going to school was he had gone home for the summer and i don't know if you guys have maybe heard this before but uh he was we would always watch bowling on tv you know on the on the weekends and stuff like that and where we'd be going bowling so he was he was a pretty avid bowler but he ended up at the bowling alley to watch uh, walter ray williams junior who was a professional bowler at the time put on an exhibition and he was supposed to play like the uh you know have a, a competition against like the, the city champion um of great balls and so dave dave's standing there in the back you know of the crowd and uh the city champion was sick or got delayed and he couldn't show up and they look around and they say well is there anybody here that can step in for this you know it's kind of a charity event and somebody yells out you know have Dave do it. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he has his ball. Of course, he has his ball bag in the back of his car. He goes out and gets it. <laughs> and the way that I remember it, and maybe Dave will have a different different take on this, but it took all the way till the ninth frame, and and it, uh, it, for Walter to beat him. And I think Walter had to strike out in the tenth, and it, the score ended up like two eighty two eighty five to two seventy something. You know. But Dave, uh, even to this day, I think he'll tell you that he was probably angry that he didn't pull that one out, you know? <laughs> Truly amazing. You mentioned, I heard you say in there, schmear. And I know that uh, that's a popular game up in your neck of the woods, particularly if you make your way over to Outlook, Montana. Uh, Mr. Robin Silva, he likes to play himself some schmear as well. <laughs> Where does that come from? Do you, do you still play that game, that card game? Oh, absolutely. You know, we play, we play, yeah, we play smear, we play whist, we play all those old school games. And, and we, you know, we, uh, back, back when we were, you know, playing, playing ball, there'd be, there'd be downtime and, you know, you spend time with your teammates and we would have, we would have a group. Um, it would be Dave and I and Johanse Manzanares and, uh, Mike Kowalski, Jamer Bartel. I mean, there'd be just a big group of us and we'd always get together and we'd have, poker nights or smear, you know, smear nights and play, play, uh, play spades or, or smear, or, you know, all sorts of games. And, and, uh, I think that that really lent to the success that we had on the field was the, the community that we built outside football as being just, uh, just friends and, and really what turned into a, a large family. Well, Eric, when you start playing at the U and, uh, you know, 
Coach Reed has been there now for for you know five six years. When you arrive, and the program has you know ebbed and flowed coming into Coach Reed's tenure, but it's really growing and sort of headed in the right direction. Clearly, as you get there, and your sophomore and junior years, those are really really good Montana Grizzly football teams. And obviously, your junior year, Dave got hurt you know down the stretch and then couldn't play kind of in the, that playoff run. And we know about the Delaware game, obviously, and, and that, but. As you're headed into that 95 season, what level of confidence did you have just based on the what you had seen out of this team, even though you did graduate a lot of great players off of that 94 club? Yeah, we had a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, that, that, group of, um, that group of players that graduated in 96 were up and coming at that point going into 90, the 95 season, and they had a lot of talent in that in that age group, we, um, we really had developed over the years. Those, those 90, the 93 and 94 teams were super competitive teams. And to be honest with you, I really feel like, you know, in hindsight, we were close. We were really close to having the success that we did in 95. I think part of it was we, we maybe didn't, you know, believe that we, you know, we could compete on that national stage. Uh, so it was kind of a building process and it's interesting. Coach Reed is such a, such a monumental figure in my life looking back and his mindset and his temperament really was a, a huge asset to the, to the buildup uh, and the, the confidence building that went into, into that, not just on a team chemistry or a team level, but on an individual level, he really, was a master at being able to, to lift you up and make you believe that you could do this. And I think that as we gained that, gained that momentum through those seasons and, and um, in the buildup towards 95, when we finally hit our stride in 95, there were times where I think that uh, it would have been hard for the Dallas Cowboys to beat us. We just had so much confidence and momentum and when things fell into place, it was just magical. There you go. Eric Simonson from Grizz Greats, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast. What a great storyteller. And, and believe me, that's just the beginning. The full episode is up right now wherever you get your podcast. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It uh, is uh, uh, on every, on Spotify as well. So wherever, whatever platforms you want, uh, you can go get it. It is up and available. But again, All-American offensive tackle, his senior season in 1995, and what a run it was and what a, a special a special year in his life in particular uh, it was. So there you go. Grizz Greats, episode 13 with Eric Simonson is out right now. Back in 1995, there's a good chance when you called your friends, families, and colleagues on the other side of town, you called using phone service from Blackfoot, communication. Well, 25 years later, Blackfoot continues to keep our homes and businesses connected with state-of-the-art voice and internet services. Blackfoot takes great pride in celebrating the indelible mark left by Montana's run to its first ever national championship in 1995, and Blackfoot is excited to sponsor Grizz Grace, the silver anniversary of the 1995 National Champions podcast series. Blackfoot, a proud supporter of Grizzly Athletics. Quick break on the other side. Early today, because we got state championship football in the next hour, we talked to Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. We do it right after this. 
business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. You know, why not have a little bit of fun on a Friday? We talk sports a lot. Sometimes we got to talk to somebody who doesn't know sports, like our friend Carolyn here. To tell Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio, it's SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. Feel free to hang out with us in the Twitterverse anytime you like. Boys and girls, it's Friday. Odd that Coulter's in Billings, Andy's here, and yet this is the way it works. It's the miracle and power of radio, and so is our dear friend Carolyn. The chick who doesn't know sports. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Lovely to see you. It's great to be here. Killer boots. Thank you all. I haven't seen. Please Winter. do show. Boots Whoa. with the fur. That's right. These are, are they Uggs? No, they're Sorrel. Are Uggs they're a thing still? Yeah. Yeah, Tom they are. Wears them. Oh, right. Ew, no wonder I hate them. <laughs> but the Sorrels are much, yeah. Those yes. are, that's a hard marketing pivot for Uggs to go, okay, all girls and then number one spokesman, Tom Brady. That's not that hard to pivot. Yeah, I mean, clearly. It seems like on brand is what it seems like. Both sides. Uh, All right, uh, Carolyn, hello. What do you got for us today? Did you know LeBron James is about to be even wealthier? Well, here's the thing. At this point, I don't think it's ever going to stop. I I assume that each next day is another new high water mark in the wealth of LeBron James, but I assume you're going to tell me this is going to be a particular spike, so let's hear it. He's investing in a liquor company, tequila, called Lobos. You know, what is it with with the famous folks doing the tequila thing? I actually was talking to uh, a couple of the buyers at one of the main liquor stores in town, and they were talking about the trend of tequila. They were saying liquor goes in sort of trends, and it just kind of depends. A lot of it is the influence of of celebrities. They were saying 10 years ago, it was vodka. Because Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, he was pumping yeah. Ciroc, yeah, and Belvedere yeah. was big. And everybody wanted vodka. That was the classy drink. And then five years later, it's bourbon. Everybody wants to be in a bourbon club. Everybody's getting bourbon shipped to their house. They think it makes them fancy to be drinking bourbon. It does. And it now, makes them drunk. And now it's tequila. Because I think that people have figured out the, the difference of tequila between other alcohols. It's like I always tell people, tequila isn't an alcohol. It's a fermented nectar. It's different. So it's the only alcohol that's considered not a depressant. Instead, it's a stimulant. And I think people have figured that out. Here's the thing, though. All the things you're talking about before, like the P. Diddy stuff, yeah. now, I don't know that he ha- he may have a holding in Ciroc or whatever, but he's a, he's a salesperson. You know, he's a sure. celebrity hawking the thing. George Clooney yep. started a... Uh, tequila. tequila company, yep. like actually no, making this right. stuff, yep. and 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 some of the, and I think they've sold it now. Now during the Super Bowl, was it was it Gonzalez? I think Tony Gonzalez has his own tequila, and he yep. was sitting there with Bradshaw and and Jimmy Johnson, and they yep. were sitting there drinking it yep. pregame at the yep. at the deal doing a promo. But but it's his company. Yeah, the Rock has tequila. 
Yeah, right. The Rock and now Michael so Jordan now in a modern shot have to kill LeBron James is like it's different to be like a spokesperson I, 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 for. I think, I think part of it though, because the George Clooney thing is that George Clooney had a place in Mexico and it was right next to a tequila farm, and so he started like or it was right next to an uh, agave farm, and he he said, well, let's make some tequila out of this. Cause I think they were just making like sweeteners and things, and so they did. And he was like, well, this is nice, like a little home batch. Let's like, I got the bankroll. Let's see if we can like start making some well, for ourselves. But I think this is because a lot of celebrities have places in tropical areas and it's cheap land and cheap agriculture. So I think it's easier mm. entry point. I think you can get in for cheap and then make it huge, right? Like George Clooney talked about how his initial investment was something like $500,000 and he's made something like $800 million off of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Company. I mean, it, you, you do expand your horizons considerably from a financial standpoint when you're not merely starting a business, but you're starting a business and you're LeBron James. Mm, right. right. Or George Clooney. Or so whatever. he's All right. he's uh, hired the protege of P. Diddy who mm. started Ciroc okay. to to be part of this. So I guess the reason he invested in this particular tequila company is because they have diverse management. So excellent. I'll give him that. Did you guys ever watch Entourage? The show Entourage? Yeah. No. You didn't? You didn't? No. I mean, I've seen it uh, maybe oh. at uh, two episodes. Okay, well, I, I mean, that's like what Vinny Chase does, right? It's the hypothetical. I don't remember. Well, Turtle starts the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vinny Chase is the spokesperson and then Vince goes off the rails because he... Drinks too much. much. Of the tequila, yeah. <laughs> Drinking up be, all the profits. This yeah, would yeah. happen if I was a spokesperson of a winery. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Maybe. Well, you sort of are. The Iron Grizz isn't exactly a winery, but they have wine. True. Mm-hmm. True, but, true. But they don't have wine after you go there. Correct. It yeah. is, it's it is funny. <laughs> it's sold out. It is funny, though, because one of the side shoots of the last dance was Michael Jordan was drinking Añejo tequila for most of the shoot. And there was the couple episodes he was, there was like three different seats that he was sitting in, you know, when he was doing the interviews, but there was two of the three seats. They had the bottle right next to him, but that's a Madra Rashad's tequila company. Mm. And they were trying to really use that as like uh, subversive marketing in that thing. But the, you know, I, I went and looked it up. It's like $14,000 a bottle. Is that what made his eyes so yellow? I uh, could be. Hmm. All right. Um, do you guys know who Logan Paul is? Yeah, tight end for, uh, in the uh, NFL place for maybe the Washington football team? No. He's a dork YouTuber, and um, <laughs> he's challenged okay. Floyd Mayweather to a boxing match. Is this a blonde kid? Yeah. He's an idiot. He's one of those YouTubers. Well, yeah, you want to fight Floyd Mayweather, you're an idiot. Yeah. And <laughs> Floyd... This will be the only fight in the history of fights that I would root for Floyd Mayweather. That's how, Well, that's what I think of this this. Challenge? Okay. No, no, this person, oh. this individual, and I was going to feel, I was siphoning oh, through guy? the, the yeah. oh siphoning through the words. Anyway, okay. So Floyd Mayweather has uh, accepted the challenge, and they are going to fight, and I cannot wait to watch this kid get pummeled. And that's really all I have to say yeah. about that. Well, he's going he's gonna to get exactly what he wants. He thinks he's, oh, okay, I, we've talked I about this. Niles, Paul, sorry. We've, we've got to talk about this with you men. Why do you, why not you guys, but there are men who think they should challenge people like oh, no, Floyd definitely Mayweather. Culture. Well, definitely no, but culture. See, here's the thing though, because of my father's fighting, my professional fighting background, I'm fully aware that professional fighters are significantly better fighters than just my self who's been in fights before. Like I would never fight a pro boxer. <laughs> You can't the fastest way to die in Right? The like, why would you do that? Why would you ever well, do he's that? He's going to do it for the clicks because he's going to make a bunch of money off he's of name gonna recognition. He's going to be brain damaged. Well, I mean, he, more he than he be? is. But All right. 
Well, it's like, well I wrote, um, I wrote a, a story on a, a guy who was a, a local MMA fighter once upon a time, and he told me when he first got uh, – he, he, his the allure of MMA to him, he was living in Hawaii, and he had been a high school wrestler and he'd been in fights before, but he thought he was like a tough guy, so he, just, he was always like starting bar fights. And this guy, this guy, the subject of the story, his name is Tom. He he was a pretty big guy, probably like 6'3", 200 pounds. And uh, he started a fight with a guy at a bar in Hawaii who he thought was just a little pipsqueak. Guy was like 5'6", 150 pounds. Well, that guy turned out to be BJ Penn, who was the middleweight champion of the world in the UFC for like three years. Obviously just whooped him. But then Tom was like, oh, well, that's what it means to actually be a professional yeah. fighter. So it actually led him then to becoming a semi-pro fighter himself. But, I mean, that's the that's where you get into it is when you pick the fight with the little guy in the bar. Like, oh, you're you're tiny. And then it's George St. Pierre. And no, you just I, I, that's you know. the, the best way to do it is just like, I'm just here to watch the game, guys. Thanks. Have a nice day. I just think we don't need to pick fights with people. That's I agree that's with you on my this, opinion. Carolyn. Well, that's my like, most Canadian trait. <laughs> All right. That guy is just barking up the yeah, absolute enough. wrong uh, trait. Oh, right. Man. I mean, Floyd Mayweather's not just a fighter. Nope. He's, he's a killer. <laughs> if, if only America could have seen your face right there. You really wanted the character for that. Yeah. I know. Snarl. Well, I'm working on my speaking role next season of Yellowstone. Oh, so I'm really trying to get into boy. character at all times. I'm really trying to work work that angle. Um, remember a couple weeks ago when I saw Anthony... Edwards playing basketball, like playing one-on-one. And I thought it was Anthony Edwards from ER, but it was really going to be the number one draft pick. Who became Mm -hmm. that last night. He became that Wednesday Wednesday night. night. So congrats. Congratulations to Anthony Edwards. We uh, were fortunate enough to have Brian Fish on the show, uh, who has been coaching Anthony Edwards this past year and was integral to uh, his uh, choosing to go to Georgia in the first place. So a very uh, an interesting connection or the the web we weave as we move around in the world of sports. But yeah, very, very cool. Congratulations to him. Um, And finally, I meant to bring this up last week and forgot, but I saw a random meme talk about Dennis Rodman because, you know, we often talk about him on the show and his woes. (laughs) And did you guys know Every time when he was still playing uh, professionally, when he went to Boston, he would go to Toys R Us and clear it out and and then send it off to the children's hospitals in Mm. town. was there a reason that it is Boston? I don't know. I was going to ask you guys that. Oh. Is, it, is he from Boston? Children's so I, 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 maybe I've never heard this. This is the thing, man. If he's you, not from Boston. He's from Oklahoma. If you watch the Dennis Rodman, like whether it's the 30 for 30 or just kind of follow him, like we understand the tortured soul that he sort of has become and maybe some of the reasons why. And there's a level of which it is, it is quite sad. And yet also, I think that if you really like pay attention, you see a a really very soft, kind side to this man, uh, that it, that can express itself in pretty remarkable and significant ways at times. So I, I had not heard this before. I guess this has been something that's gone around, but it doesn't surprise me particularly like that's, uh, that's a wonderful thing. And I think that, you know, you see that side of him if you, you know, if you pay a little bit of attention. Yeah. Well, I Googled it to make sure it was true. Cause I only speak the truth on this from segment from, from- from Google, yes. from the internet, and if it's, and it was, I mean, I there was multiple reports that mm-hmm. this is a thing. So yeah. then it made me wonder, like, who are the most charitable athletes out there? 
Mm. And so then I did some more Googling. And um, do you know who the number one most charitable athlete is? Wait, what, they're I ranking mean, it now or something like that? Yeah, it was ranked. Based on I, I would say the, the guy that has the, the one of the greatest pursuits I've heard of is Warwick Dunn. Mm. Warwick Dunn is a running back for the Tampa Bay Bucks and other teams, but mostly totally. the Bucks in his career. He was raised by a single mother, and they lived in the projects, and he had never had a home. So his whole initiative has been to build houses for single mothers. Oh, that's and awesome. he's built like 100 Many houses. Many of them. I mean, like, Lots he's of them. so yep. many. Yep. And he, he's not just his own money that he's financing with. He raises money and, and he helps them get financing and things. But it's still it's such a cool. That's the pursuit. thing is like when we talk now, I'm interested to hear what this is. But also like work done was, you know, successful, certainly mm-hmm. very nice, you know, NFL career and so on. But, you know, if you're talking about the resources to just be sort of writing checks at a level that, you know, is is moving the needle and the things like that. He probably doesn't have it, certainly not compared to many, uh, particularly today as the numbers have just increased exponentially. But the time and effort that he has put in to actually, is the thing that is the engine behind right, all right, of that. Right, and that's right. why I have such respect for a guy like him and even like Russell Wilson, who, you know, does the Seattle Children's Hospital thing from the day when he was a backup quarterback to, to the present. So uh, I like the the guys who are, in fact, doing it. But obviously it takes finances, too. And so. I'm never going to, be, you know, begrudge anybody that's willing to give something. But let's yeah. hear who who is it. Well, I, now I feel like I have to like the the Buccaneers, but I can't. <laughs> no, but he's retired. He's retired. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. And he was an Atlanta Falcon too. So he was a could, Falcon. You could get onto the Falcon. Okay. Bus yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. It's the number one most yeah. charitable. Which well, he's got more money than anybody <laughs> in the planet. Got a great looking. Gold statue of himself. Man. <laughs> um, listen, my him son Nick loves him, so uh, I'm oh, happy to should. know that that's a good influence. Although oh, yeah. he just wants earrings like him, and I'm thinking maybe we talk about the well philanthropy instead. Uh, well, do we know what he's? If your son grows up someday and makes 165 million dollars a year, I think he'd be doing okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo makes three times as much as what he, the highest paid American athletes make. I mean, good he's, for him. He's absolutely the highest paid athlete well, and, on the planet. And, I mean, if that's, is that just his soccer stuff, though? Yeah, that's just the I mean, he, he's, just he's just making way more than that a non-soccer revenue. Oh, yeah. Right. I, mean, I, I mean, I bet you he'll be the next athlete billionaire. I He, he might already, he might already be. be. Yeah, he's knocking on the door. Um, John Cena. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, John, yeah. John Cena does all the um, Make-A-Wish, right? Yeah. Because little kids love little kids pro love wrestling. him. Mm-hmm. They love him. I think he's filled more wishes, make a wishes than anybody. John Cena's a legend, man. He wrote an essay all awesome. about how the coronavirus had just completely ruined him because he can't go see the little kids Aww. anymore. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, I love him. I think he's hilarious in movies and stuff. And so, and my kids like like when they were little, just thought he was. So he, he, cool. He's he's a very interesting case study too of a guy who can have, you know, the 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 wrestling life i mean he's as as legit as it gets in the wrestling world and the persona of that and everything and also be able to cross out of that Mm -hmm. into like sort of parody it a little bit while still being honest about it in things like movies but also then in his actual life be approachable and stuff rather than just be the undertaker all the time with your eyes rolled in the back of your head like the rock I like I love The Rock. Like The know? Rock, although The Rock became it more after, like he kind of yeah. was done wrestling. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, Serena Williams, Yuna mm. Kim, a figure skater. Okay, I don't know. Uh, Neymar Junior. Neymar, oh yeah, soccer, Neymar. Player, yeah. soccer player. LeBron. Yeah. Um, Heather O'Reilly. 
Maria Sharapova. Do you do you know who Heather? I don't know who Heather O'Reilly is. Football, which I'm assuming is soccer. Okay, soccer player. Okay. Anyway, LeBron's can't be understated either because he's he's building schools. LeBron's amazing. Like I love LeBron. The other thing too is is he's doing it now. Like he's still playing ball. He's still winning finals. And he's starting tequila company. When he's done, you know, when he retires from hoops. Right. I mean, the amount of time and effort and energy and focus that he spends and necessarily has to spend to continue doing what he's doing in a basketball for. And then, you know, re, uh, you know, emerges on the other side and focuses that energy. I mean, again, I've said this before, but the the great, great tragedy to me of the passing of Kobe Bryant is that you had seen the beginning of the refocus of all of that energy and drive and com- competitiveness mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. genius into pursuits that weren't basketball. And I mean, he won an Oscar for crying out loud, you know, already for, for, for details and stuff. Uh, and, and what we did not get in, you know, now and the next 30 or 40 years is, is truly just so very sad. And yet a guy like LeBron James, you sit here and go, well, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. And he's, he's, there's, there's a number of people who can do whatever they want, but there's not that many people that, use it for good or that have you know often what it is to have the drive of a professional athlete like the, the the champions who are out there being the best of the best they they have a, a mechanism it seems to me internally that pushes them that's different from the rest of us uh me in particular <laughs> <laughs> so uh and so that's one you know you have great resources you have great name recognition but then you can if you know you harness that energy which he has already for 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 all these years and continues to build on it uh you know remarkable and if it's within my price point 10 to 11 dollars a bottle i will be happy to support lebron's uh tequila company i i doubt it will be but i'll i'll google that you know maybe we can get a what yeah maybe we can get a kind of a discount uh i don't know like a media thing like a sample media mm-hmm. maybe we're product push it in placement Montana. Mm-hmm. maybe product placement mm-hmm. that's right maybe it goes on the camera uh that's all i got thank you carolyn excellent lovely chick who doesn't know sports does know sports today people Brought to us by the Iron Grizz. The Iron Grizz on South Avenue there at the University Golf Course. A, a lovely spot to sit, enjoy a meal, maybe an appetizer, maybe a glass of wine, even a beer. As Coulter likes to say, that's the only place he's aware of that pours their beers from the bottom. What does that mean? Well, you have to go check it out. It is a remarkable thing. It doesn't even seem possible, but it does happen. Magic. Uh, um, guess what? Tell we're, me. We're rebranding the giveaway now All right. for beers. Oh, So here's what you got to do. Here's what you're going to get if you call us. You're going to get the Iron Grizz Boil, Ooh. which is a spicy crawfish broth, whole crawfish, jumbo shrimp, corn on the cob, poached red potatoes, and andouille sausage. So this is like, so the the Iron Grizz, by the way, is an American bistro with a Cajun sort of flavor to it. And the boils, if you know about the boils, you know exactly what's going on here. They throw it all in the big pot and throw it on the table for you. So we got two Kettle House beers and an Iron Grizz boil for whoever calls us first. Can I but call? what's the other person going to have? <laughs> this dish, it says this, di- this dish is perfect to either share or has a, have it a, as a full entree. So give us a call right now, 361-3688. We got a gift certificate to the Iron Grizz American Bistro for an Iron Grizz boil and two Kettle House beers. Carolyn, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great weekend. You have a great weekend. Quick break. Cindy Weir. 
our student of the week from Colstrip, Montana, next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Welcome back to Telling the Wanda's 129 ESPN Radio. SWX Montana Television across the state. Outstanding to be with all of you. Thanks for letting us roll along with you. Time for our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. Mattress Firm Student of the Week from Colstrip, Montana. How about that? Her name is Cindy Weir. We'll get to her in just a moment. If you'd like to follow along on Twitter, please feel free to do so at Gus2Tell. Yours truly. I'll tweet things there and you can read them. That's how it works. At 1029 ESPN and Ask Allen Sports MT, those are your relevant Twitter handles. We go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line, and we're happy to welcome in our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior at Colstrip High School, Cindy Weir, joining us. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it very much. You uh, have been on the cheer team there for Colstrip uh, for quite a long time. Now, are you done now cheering, or do you get to cheer through basketball, or how, where are you at right now with this in your senior season? Well, so far, I hopefully we get to do our basketball season. That should be starting up. Um, I think we're starting practice December 7th. And then normal basketball games should be starting around January 2nd, I think. Okay, so hopefully we got a basketball season that yeah. involves some cheering still to come. But you've been doing this all the way through. How did you get into cheering in the you know originally? Well, since I was younger, in elementary school, we used to put on cheer camps. The high schoolers did. And I kind of really liked it. I got into it. I'd go to all the cheer camps and stuff. And the fun story is my first cheer coach actually was one of my high school uh, cheer camp teachers when I was in elementary school. And then she got to coach me when I went up to high school. Wow, how cool is that? And then the the funny yeah. thing is, is it's, it's come full circle, right? Because now you're doing yeah. the exact same thing for the for the little girls coming up behind you, right? Yeah, that cheated to me. It was it's kind of fun. I like it. What's uh what's the best part about helping out and kind of teaching the little the, the little ones how to do some of the cheers and that? My favorite thing about it, I'd have to say, is the look on their faces when they get to do all of the stunts that we get to do. Not the stunts, but 
some of the stuff we get to do and the cheers because they always come to our games and will come try and cheer with us. And when I get to teach them, just they're so happy to finally learn how to do some of this stuff. And then my favorite thing is that the excitement that I got when I was younger is the same thing they get to do. So I really hope they get to continue to do cheer when they get the chance to. That's fantastic. Cindy Weir joining yeah. us. Uh, she's a senior at Colstrip High School on the cheer team there and helping out with the kiddos as well. But also, you've been volunteering and helping out at the Moose Lodge in uh, in Colstrip as well. Tell the folks about that, what that's been about. Well, the Moose Lodge is our kind of community center. Not a community center, but it's a place where you get to go and people will throw parties. And it, it's such a great place. I love helping work there because a lot of it uh we help little kids we get to help older people it's a lot of fun we do a ton of different stuff there what's one of the things specifically that you've done one of my favorite things i actually got to do uh during you know COVID when it first happened back in the um back in the day they used to i even got to do it they used to hold an easter egg hunt outside the moose lodge where a bunch of little kids would come around to look for easter eggs right since COVID happened we weren't able to do that so we actually collected easter eggs and went door to door around town and um handed out easter baskets to people oh wow how nice that's that's a lovely thing to do yeah. now, how, how did you get into that how did you get associated with you know with the moose lodge community center kind of thing there well, my dad is actually a part of it. It's kind of like a club in a way. <laughs> and I do have a neighbor that works there and does a lot of community stuff there. And one of the big things they did there, there was a scholarship up to grab. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. I've been already working here, so I might as well help out even more. So hopefully I can get the scholarship. Well, that would be great. And who knows, maybe at the end of this year, you get the, uh, you know, the mattress firm scholarship if it works out, you know, for that the That would be awesome. I'd be really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of great kids in it, but hey, you're one of them. And so that's a great place to start right there. Speaking of scholarship, do you have plans after this year at Colstrip of, of what you want to do and what you might want to be up to? I'm really hoping my first college I'm looking at is WWU in Washington or Washington State in Pullman. I'm really hoping to go there. So when you say WWU, you're talking about Western Washington in, in Bellingham? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that one. Have you been to I Bellingham? I really hope. Uh, I have not yet. I've just kind of heard it's a really beautiful place. <laughs> Oh, it's spectacular. And here's the here's the other great part. Now, we got to get through this COVID thing, right? But if you do, bang, you cross over, you're in Canada, you go to Vancouver, you're all set up there in the northwest corner, right? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite thing. It's right next to Canada. You travel one direction, it's right next to the ocean. You can go fishing there. It just sounds amazing. Well, that's awesome. Well, that those are those are do you know what you might want to study what you might be interested in? There were two things I was kind of looking at. I definitely want a business degree because I've always wanted to have my own thing. And then the other thing I was looking at was either kind of x-ray tech or vet tech. Okay. Well, maybe you start your own business as a vet tech, you know, or yeah. whatever. You know, you go around, you hire yourself out. You'll figure it out. You're, you're going you're gonna to be great. Hey, well, thank uh, you. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Congratulations on being the student of the week and enjoy this, you know, last half of your senior year and then beyond <laughs> somewhere in the state of Washington. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. You bet. Thank you, Cindy. Being here is our mattress firm student of the week. Cindy, we are this week. If you have a student that you would like to uh, nominate,
Go to mattressfirmmt.com, mattressfirmmt.com. You click on the students tab there. You can nominate any student, anybody that you know, whether it's your own you know, son or daughter, maybe it's a niece, nephew, maybe it's a grandchild, whatever it might be. Maybe it's just somebody that you know that you're impressed with. Go on there, nominate them. They have a story done on SWX Montana television, and then come here and are on 2 Tell Nuance for an interview each week. And then, as we alluded to in that conversation, in the spring, the end of the school year, a $3,000 scholarship will be awarded courtesy of Mattress Firm to the Student of the Year. There'll be a big vote for that, which is really fun to do uh, each spring when that rolls around. So go ahead and check that out, mattressfirmmt.com. Quick break, hour one in the books, hour two straight ahead. Sentinel Spartans, Billings West for all the marbles at the AA level. Dane Oliver, the head coach of Sentinel, joins us next. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. <laughs> 